the solutions we have developed does not exist. So we're talking about having food, having clean air, and having the water. We need to take actions. We're focused on what Anyan and Anyan shows and that's happening and all the fashion and everything. And don't get me wrong, I like fashion too. But I like to think about the future. I like to think about how I can recycle more and how I can use less plastic. I think we should panic. Uh, we need to panic. Where we're going now is not a beautiful place if we don't change now. Welcome to the Change Officer, Alamid. Thank you, Vuk. I really appreciate having me here. I'm really happy that you're here. How was Bahrain? Bahrain was amazing. Loved yeah. it. Enjoyed it. Lots <laughs> nice. of food. <laughs> yeah. Amazing people. It's a brilliant place. Awesome. Do you, do you talk uh, a lot these days? Uh, well, conferences and... Yeah, you know, just becoming more and more interesting for people to learn. Mm-hmm. And I think and that, that's very important. That's a good sign. They're really interested in environmental and future projects and, and information and to raise awareness. So that's really good for us. You know, the more that we can talk and share what we know, because what's the purpose of having all the research and development that we do if we cannot share it? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Introduce us to the Futures Company, please. The Futures Company. Such so, a cool name. <laughs> I know, right? And that's what we do. We do. We do. We, we talk about the future. We do future. We, we think for the future. A lot of people will say, so you're always thinking about the future. And I tell them, no, just wait a second. Yes, we're working for something in the future, but most of our research and development is in the past. Mm-hmm. Wow. And there is a reason behind that. Because um, when, when you look into figures and numbers and you see statistics and you see progression and you see patterns, which is very important when you do your research and development in the past, you can see the pattern of how fast things are growing, how, how fast a problem is escalating. You can look into that and you can see the, the impact of that issue. And there's several, but you can see the impact of that issue and you can actually now see it today as we live in the present and see the impact of it today. By that, you have almost all the information that you need to be able to project and, and, and understand what can happen in the future. You're anticipating some of the consequences and the results in the future. That helps us in the futures company to develop solutions. So we not only look into numbers and figures and that's it. Mm-hmm. We work on projects. We develop solutions using innovation and technology, uh, AI, you name it. There's a lot of tools that we have been using and that's what we do. Such an interesting approach that I haven't heard a lot about before. Analyzing the past, looking for patterns and then predicting what the future might um, hold and how to how to address those uh, problems. But what, what was behind the Futures company? How did you even start it? Like how did you decide to, uh, to, to, to start the company? So it was it was a result of Multiple failures in different businesses, which I'm very proud of because I learned a lot. And it really helped me when I failed several times to find what I'm passionate about. All right. You know, going with the with the flow of where businesses are growing and what is trending doesn't mean your business will be successful. You will need a lot of passion because you need to be stubborn. You need to be persistent. And that's when I found out that the futurist and working on the projects in the futurist is what I'm passionate about making the future a better place. We're in a country mm-hmm. that built its own future. Absolutely. You know, we, we created something phenomenal that no one can actually, if you talk 50 years ago, did anyone predict this? No. It needed persistence, leadership, vision, people to work together, people from the UAE, people from outside the UAE, all of them working together. The futurist had, myself and the team, we had 
graduated from the UAE school, we saw what is what we're capable as a humans to do, what we can develop together. And that what sparked in, in me and the team that we can create something together, not only look at numbers and patterns, but actually create something, find a solution, find the problem, get the solution done. And that's where I think there's a lot of research centers and, and I applaud them all. They get a lot of information and data that helps us all. We need to find out the solutions. We know the numbers. We know where we're going. We know how maybe not very uh, positive it might be in the future, but we need to find solutions for it because we have the time. Wow. And I think you're talking about a very important topic, especially for the region in UAE, creating new things. We are surrounded by a lot of examples of great localizations of global products, right? And this is amazing and it's driving economy. And, and obviously we are riding on a wave of success. But what you guys are doing is seems like to be a new um, wave of, of uh, uh, new age startups and companies in the region that can produce something new and then export it to the world, right? That's exactly what we're doing. I, I love all the unicorn stories, you know, the success stories Absolutely, that we have yeah. from Dubai and the UAE, what, what we had people from the region developing for the world. And then you have amazing success stories like Souk and you have Karim. Amazing. It's beautiful. But what we're doing is a bit different because the, sh- the solutions we have developed does not exist. It's not like we're localizing it or we copying and enhancing it. It's more of creating it from scratch. And therefore, we needed a, a team of experts, scientists and technologists who work so hard, who believe in, in, in the future that it can be better. And we work together as my, myself and the team. All of us work together in creating these solutions. It is difficult because most of them, not only research and development, but they go in the lab as well where we create prototypes and we get results and sometimes it's not great and we need to rework it and do it again. That persistence, that cycle until Mm -hmm. we succeed is the secret. And once we succeed, to turn it from lab to actually commercial scalability and how big it can be, that's where you can see the impact. Where is most of your focus going on now? Are there specific industries, areas that you're focused on the most? In the Futures Company, we have different projects. Mm -hmm. The focus in the meantime, 80% is on agritech. Agritech. Yeah, food security is very important, but producing food in a very responsible way. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? A lot of solutions that 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 are are uh, under the agritech umbrella are developing, like like hydroponics and vertical farmings, and and um, they're wonderful, but they're using a lot of energy, using AC, uh, air conditioning, and water filtration. They use a lot of electricity, which means yes, we're producing food uh, in a closed environment. But when we use all this electricity, what we're doing, we're increasing the carbon footprint. We're actually having emissions. That is not good for the environment. So we're feeding ourselves, but we're harming the environment. I see. And so on the surface, not, it looks different than it actually is. I think that's the the way that they found. You know, this is what what they had, the tools they had. This is they had a problem food security. They used technology to do that. But I think we need to learn, and and um, and in the future, we need to understand that even when we use technology, we need to think about the consequences, the impact it has on the environment. Mm-hmm. Here we we were not planning this, but it just became because we were very thoughtful about the environment. From an, an environmental point of view and being very responsible, we found ourselves creating something that actually has minimal foot, carbon footprint, very green, using green energy, not harming the environment, and producing food. Mm. Now we sort we solved the problem of food. And we did not harm the environment. And I think big corporations and all the companies that are 
thinking about the future and really want to do something really good in the future, they need to start thinking like that. It might be more time need to be invested, more money need to be invested, a bit little more cost, cost, costly. Mm-hmm. But on the long term, this is the right approach for the future. We can't be selfish now because we have we have reached the tipping point. We can't go back. There's no more U-turns and we need to solve the problems. So I think you're a great person to talk about the problems. And every great solution or a company was born out of solving a big problem. All right. And by all of the research that you're performing of the past and, and, and current state of, uh, let's say, planet, is there the problem that you would say is the biggest that we as a humanity are are facing? First of all, I don't want to be labeled as the person that finds the problem. It sounds very bad, you know? But, but it's, <laughs> but but it's a starting point. You it need, is, we it need is, to it understand is, it is something problem. that we're doing. Yeah. But we're trying to find solutions and that's that that's what we're looking for. And yes, we need to find a problem and then and then identify the impact, understand and study it. Mm-hmm. To be able to tomorrow if I have an investor or I have an or government talking to me, they need to understand this problem causes this. So I have to have the numbers and to tell them the solution will eliminate these impact this will will be resolved if you use this so it's important to understand the problem uh back to your question i think uh yes we look for the problem and and big corporations are doing it um but they need to focus more on how they can do it as part of the business model mm-hmm. not a csr or or you know sponsorship for environmental but actually part of the business model that should be Part of the formula mm-hmm. when we develop anything, we need to think about the impact on the environment. Mm-hmm. And if, if you would say, as a humanity, uh, there is a lot of, I mean, these days talk about that we are heading towards a, a not so uh, great future if we don't change something when it comes to energy, sustainability, mm. pollution, and other threats. Um, uh, as a humanity, are we facing a problem? Are we in danger? I think we should panic. Uh, we need to panic. And I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm saying it in a way that we, I urge people to start finding solutions. Organizations, governments, um, uh, individuals, we need to find solutions. Where we're going now is not a beautiful place if we don't change now. Um, the rapid speed of the progress of climate change is faster than we even predicted. It, it, we need to, to take actions now, find solutions now. Uh, bl- waiting for the next generation to be responsible for it. We have done that for ages. It did not work. Um, I think governments and uh, we need to understand the fact that they are the first, um, let's say the first step. They create and pave the way for everyone else when it comes to the society. And as a society, from a social point of view, we have a responsibility ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. And we can make a difference when we all, it's, it's about economy of scale. The more we are and we do the same thing, it will have an impact. Imagine that the numbers have increased and you saw all the fires that happened recently, yeah. all the catastrophic thing, U.S. having a hurricane now on the way as well. All of that, after a COVID lockdown, there was no flights for a very quiet long time and we saw a bit of positive impact. But then look at, we went back immediately very fast and instead of taking a break and seeing the good results, how we can look into how we, I'm not saying make the lockdown a thing, but how the impact and study how we can govern ourselves and corporations, flights, you name it, industrial, uh, all of the corporations have to look into the impact that happened. To, for the ones who are less familiar, and I consider myself as well uh, not aware enough familiar with the topic, when you say we should panic and there's 
you mm. know, what's ahead of us is not really a, a pretty place to live in. Can you bring us closer to that topic? What do you mean really by that? What's going to happen? When we talk about climate change and we talk about global warming, okay, we're talking about temperature increasing. Mm-hmm. Let's, I'm giving an example because that temperature increasing affects the water, affects the sea, affects the marine life, affects the plants, affects the soil, affects the temperature of, of the different locations around the world. We're going to have climate immigration instead of the normal immigration that we see now for business or or because of political reasons whatsoever we're going to have environmental and climate change immigrants now that's one aspect of it the other aspect of it is food because of that temperature increasing for every one degree that increase in the temperature we're using 10 percent of arable land mm. that's a huge number 10 percent. you cannot farm that land anymore that's why food security is one of our focuses even the renewable energy, we're trying to we're trying to reduce our carbon footprint. To be able to reduce carbon footprint, we have to take major steps. We're talking about electricity. We're talking about data centers. You know, there is amazing projects out there that actually help making data centers use clean energy instead of electricity. I don't want to get into that, but what I'm trying to share here is that we need to take actions for us to be able to have food. And it's all about the water, air, food nexus. So we're talking about having food, having clean air, and having the water. We need to take actions. And our focus now, uh, be- because of that, our focus is on agri-tech and renewable energy. Mm, I see. Okay. Why do you think society is denying, if that's a fact, that climate change does exist and that global warming does exist? Sadly, it's the... Um, Taking things for granted, it's a human nature. We've done it through the history. It, it plays very well now, but in the future, um, it will not. And if really someone really cares about life of humanity existence, and they really care about their kids and their grandkids, they need to think about this because there is a huge blame of the next generation or previous generation did this. Why do I have to take responsibility of it now? Let the next generation take care of it. No, no, it's, it's now and now only that we can do something about this. The reason of this denial of this is happening. You can deny it. Feel free. We have fires breaking around the world. It happened before, right? We, it happened, but never like this number before. Not this pattern, not this increase in number. You will look look into the numbers. So when you look at the numbers, it will show you a diagram of increasing. The temperature increase, more fires happen. That means we are still not doing anything about it, and it's going to keep happening and more frequent and more locations. It's going to burn the forest that we have that give us the oxygen that we breathe. So what we're playing with is not only denial of fire, we're talking about oxygen, we're talking about the normal life, that ecosystem of us living together with animals and different creatures, insects, all of that is being affected. And if anyone, just just go and, and, and please research it and find about it, you know, even insects play a role in our food. And when we have these fires that happens, they are burning everything, nothing is left but ashes. We're losing life that contributes to our living. And we cannot neglect that. We cannot ignore it anymore. Why do you think that's the case? Are we not educated enough, informed enough? Definitely. Definitely. We are not. We are happy with watching reality shows instead of looking for information that really matters to our life. 
we're focused on what Anyan and Anyan shows and that's happening and all the fashion and everything. And don't get me wrong, I like fashion too. But I like to think about the future. I like to think about how I can recycle more and how I can use less plastic and how I can contribute to the environment. It's being responsible and living and enjoying life because what's happening now, we're thinking about living now and only now more than what's going to happen in the future. There is a governmental role in this, more campaigns for awareness. There is a corporation role in this. Corporation makes money out of people. Therefore, they're responsible to educate people and talk about the carbon footprint that they produce. So people know when they buy that product, how much carbon footprint they contributed in the environment. I would definitely like to go to the other one that have less carbon footprint. Mm. When we reach to a level we're more aware and we're self-aware about these things, we will have a huge impact on the environment. Do you think that we underestimated our uh, the consequences of our actions? We, well, uh, I think the right answer for this, we became comfortable. With the with, consequences. With the idea of it's okay, it's fine, we're still living. Because we are not, maybe not seeing the direct uh, result of our actions. What, that's one of them. And um, and I would I would definitely um, think that it's more of us not allowing ourselves to look into something that's a scary mm. and a comfort zone that we're happy with what's happening now. We don't want to look at the scary thing, the 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 negative thing that might happen in our life. We're very it's our human nature, but now we need that awareness more than ever before if we really want humanity to succeed in maintaining its existence in respectful food available water available way because the next commodity will be food and water um what can we expect if nothing changes it's not going to be beautiful it won't be beautiful we're going to be having wars against arable lands imagine that food food is so important and when you can't have food you'll fight to get food no no one want to see their kids die of hunger And we, no one want to see that. It's a very bad place. The air that we breathe won't be breathable. The water will be something you buy too expensive to have clean water. You will have to live with not that good kind of water to, to consume. Maybe even creating diseases. We might have more pandemics in the future if we don't stop now. The planet is doing everything to warn us, but we don't want to listen. All right. It's still not too late, right? If um, we take actions now. If we take actions now. We can't now. ignore more. We've done that for quite over 60 years. All right. So um, talking about the solutions and going forward, if someone would want to take actions on the individual level, what are step one, step two, and step three? Well, this is beautiful. So it depends on their time, if they have the time. Like if I had more time, I would definitely grow my own food at home. I would try to learn more about the planet. I would try to connect, but to understand, um, recycling is very important. Even your smallest gadget, you can recycle it. I'm talking to recycling technology items, you know, gadgets, recycling plastic, recycling glass. Don't don't think these small things are silly. They play a huge role. Definitely, don't throw plastic in the sea. Please don't do that. Like it's crazy when when I see that. Um, and most importantly, I would say just just awareness is very important because once you become aware, the way you buy your products will become with with more responsibility. When you buy something, you'll be more responsible on how it was produced, so you consume it. 
Um, yes, I understand the economical aspect of a lot of gigantic companies selling things and you can't really control what you want to buy because that's the only source, but definitely there is other sources um, and, and, and you can have an impact. There is so many ways, but it all starts with ourselves. If we talk about there are different parties in this ecosystem that need to, to make this big change, right? Mm. Individuals, this is starting from the individuals. Yes. Companies like the Futures Company that is working on a solution for the future. There are corporations, as you said, that are playing a major part. What are the actionable steps for the corporations? So we're talking about the big companies. The big companies, yeah. Step one, two, three. These companies, all of them, they know the kind of uh, uh, emissions that they have. They know what they're doing. They 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 have the numbers, um, and it's part of the um, uh, the ESG, the environmental uh, social governance. Uh, they are aware of these things. It's just, I think governments have to play a role in, in, in with the corporations by having, let's say, incentives if they are reducing their carbon footprint, they're reducing their emissions, they're going more environmental in the process of their business. They definitely should, there should be a way that they kind of exchange. You do something for the environment, we're going to give you an incentive. You're doing something good. It's a relationship. We all need to work. I don't think one of us can... If all corporations do it, great, but then all, only them won't be the right way. It's them teaching their employees who are responsible parents will become responsible kids as well, learning from their parents. Socially, the community will be that. But it's all driven by all of us, the governments, the corporations, the startups that actually I met few startups today in a meeting earlier, and they were also very responsible. So there is a huge increase in the numbers of more aware and responsible companies and startups. All of us, we need to play a role in this because I can't really say only, but 50% of the emissions are from big corporations. No, absolutely. Globally. But the awareness will start from the individuals that will spread the awareness in the corporations as well, right? Yes. And the government's playing a role as well, using mm -hmm. the tools of the media and, and that they or that they have in their hand to educate people. Yeah. Um, with the Futurist Company, you are working with forward-thinking startups and companies and individuals, right? Um what is the model that you take when you're partnering with someone? How does it work with the futures company? How are you mm. impacting the future? Very interesting question. I really don't know the answer for it, so I'm going to try to improvise. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so the way that we work with our partners, uh, the way, it's, it's almost we come together because we agree on something. So that's a good beginning. Most like That's a good start to start with. You agree we, on the problem or the opportunity? Yes. Or? It's either the partner want to support us or the partner have the technology or the partner just likes what, we, what we're doing and the technology we have and they want to support us. So it depends. It depends literally. But the most important thing was always that we know that there is a problem and then we work together to, towards the solution. And we have developed um, our solution that we have developed for, for example, Agritech. I'm just going to give mm -hmm. you our, our technology partner have done intensive research and development using NASA technology, focusing on how to do the scientific prototype. We work together with them on taking it from in the lab to the market to be available for farmers, governments, you at home, anyone can have it. And that's where we play a role because we all believe that tomorrow we need to find solutions for tomorrow's issues that we're going to face. And, and, the beauty of it most of the time is the awareness. Once you're aware and I am aware, we'll know the problem immediately because we're both aware and we'll try to find a solution for it. Hmm. So it's always worked on mutual understanding of the problem. Interesting. If there was one thing that you would like the listeners to 
walk away with after listening to this episode? What would it be? I would simply say start with yourself, educate yourself, get the facts, understand what a carbon footprint is, see where the sources of this carbon footprints on, on, on a human level, on a personal level, on a corporation's level, and try to implement small goals that can have a bigger goal on annual level yourself at home or in your office. Amazing. For the start, we're going to share with them a couple of good uh, articles, uh, sources of data that they can start educating themselves on. That's beautiful. All right. Thank you. If someone wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way to do that? Uh, I'm, I'm, you can reach me directly on social media and you can go to our website as well and reach us there. All right. Alanud, thanks a lot for coming. It was Thank amazing. you for having me. Great. It was brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Change Officer podcast and that Alanud managed to, well, bring you back to reality. Uh, I am brought back and I'm sure uh, that I'm going to do some actions to um, to support this collective effort of bringing us back to the right track. If you like what we're doing with the Change Officer podcast, please like and subscribe. If you have any comments for Alanud or me, please leave them below. We're going to make sure to address them all. Until next Monday, have a good day and stay tuned. Thanks, everyone.